0: In this episode, we break down curiosity and evaluation. My name is Justin Ciceri.
1: And I am Mercedes Corona. We are licensed marriage and family therapists and your fellow trauma nerds, helping you understand and apply the science of connection to daily life.
0: Welcome to episode 39 of the Polyvagal Podcast. For the Polyvagal Podcast super fans out there, we've got announcements, a homework assignment, and a message from one of your fellow super fans about a good therapist after our topic.
1: But before we jump into the topic, make sure that you put yourself first. We try and keep every episode as safe as we can, but just by the nature of the topics, you might experience something come up for you. So take a break if you need to, and we will be right here.
0: Mercedes is going to be teaching us about curiosity, and I will be going into evaluation. We've talked about this a couple of times, and I think we bring it up a lot Yes. So now we're going we're to break down what is curiosity? What is evaluation? What do we do about it? What's, what's the difference?
1: We're getting into it. Teach us,
0: about, teach us about curiosity.
1: Let's do. Starting off with curiosity, what is it? So I went to handy dandy Google and I Googled it <laughs> for a definition. And basically, as, as one can assume, curiosity means to be curious. A strong desire to know or learn something or an interest leading to inquiry. I wanted to be fun and, and do a Mercedes definition again, like I did last time, but, you know, this one's pretty... Oh that's that's, pretty, this that's one's, pretty on the nose. Yeah, it's pretty clear-cut, this one. So <laughs> It's I, hard to miss that. Yeah. <laughs> so curiosity is to be curious, in case you missed it. Um, now, here's where I love this part. So I found some other words that are related to curiosity. And again, this was my favorite part of the last time we did this. So curiosity can also be related to interest being inquisitive i thought this one was funny so i included it nosiness <laughs> learning
0: interesting mhm
1: concern eagerness questioning investigation and wondering
0: mm-hmm. i feel like a couple of those are really awesome. like like the first one was interest mhm and the last one was wondering. I think mm-hmm. those are really good, kind of good fit for what we're going after, mm-hmm. probably.
1: I liked. I also liked inquisitive. I imagine like a detective with like one of those. Uh, what is it called? The magnifying glass? Like ding, ding,
0: ding. I think inquisitive means you're asking questions, and that's okay. You ask a question, and then you you become curious about the answer. That's fine.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I I liked these words because going into the next piece of the curiosity thing. When we're th- you and I, we're talking about curiosity versus evaluation. And so we're talking about curiosity and our own personal growth, right? We're talking about how being curious can help us be the best person that I, you know, that I can possibly be, that we each can possibly be. So curiosity, and again, thinking of this list of words, curiosity really allows for the opportunity to notice and learn from the information we observe rather than making assumptions about ourselves. So again curiosity is about it being inquisitive, bringing out the little magnifying glass and kind of just taking a look, you know? Not assuming that we already know what's there. When we stop being curious, we stop learning. We stop learning about ourselves.
0: So that's going to affect your personal growth, right? Like like Yeah. Just your growth as a human being, your growth as even like I guess in your career, in a relationship, if you cease curiosity and you think you know it all, that would probably stop all that stuff from
1: Exactly. And that's what I was just gonna say. In other words, when we think we already know, we stop being curious. And I think what really struck me about this point is, you know, kids are just naturally curious. They, they poke the things and they touch the things and they lick the things and they stick it in their face and things are curious, things are interesting. They, they are curious, things are interesting. Everything is new and wonderful and fa- fascinating. But over time, you know, I think it's natural. We start to know ourselves. We assume we know ourselves and so we assume these things about ourselves and that's, and I'm thinking, so think about the transition from child to adulthood, now we've stopped learning. Now I already know how I feel about this and I already know, you know, what's going to happen, but then there's no joy anymore in that. And I think that's where Mm. a lot of stuff happens as far as, you know, kind of bringing it back into a polyvagal language thing that's where we start dropping down the ladder because I think in safe and social there's a lot of curiosity Mm. and in in flight fight and especially in shutdown there's not a lot of curiosity there's a lot of assumptions about I'm a terrible person and that's why these things are happening to me so I think that's I I really see curiosity as being this really beautiful joyful experience
0: definitely I was thinking about kids or anyone who who uh, exists down the ladder who has survived the trauma and part of the way they deal or cope or adaptations they make maybe is to be certain about this per- like no no you're you're a threat to me or you this you're to blame or I am not this way or you're that way like they make these bold black and white thinking statements and that has zero to do with curiosity Right. They've lost right. the ability to be in that safe and social curious place.
1: It's it's the assumptions again. And, and that kind of, that's a beautiful mm. segue, Justin, into my next point that curi- curiosity allows for clarity. And I thought this was really lovely. So curiosity allows for clarity because evaluation comes with baggage. So the evaluation is all that stuff that we've kind of accumulated over our lives. And and again it's the assumptions, it's the expectations that we already know what's going to happen, we already know how it feels. Da 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 da. But the curiosity almost feels like like a brand new chance, like a brand new a brand new day, a clean slate. It it allows for clarity and newness. And I just I again, I think I'm getting all like inspired. Like I feel like that's such a lovely idea. We are born curious. Life teaches us to become evaluative. And that if you really think about it that's such a sad thing.
0: Like it kills the curiosity.
1: Yes, actually yes. And I think some of that is just um growth, not in a personal way but just m- maturity, you know, growing like stress wisdom. And stuff. Yeah. But the evaluation piece. I wonder I wonder if it actually comes from a place of habit too. You know, you do the same things over and over totally. through your life. And so then there is there is the assumption that, you know, what's going to happen? I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have my cereal. I'm going to whatever, whatever.
0: It sounds like you're saying like just routines and having to deal with the day, day in, day out, that your curiosity about it might go away. It's more about just getting through it.
1: Yeah. Curiosity is is discovery and joy, right? That's what curiosity is. And, and again, that kind of brings me back to the idea of, of a toddler. I love the idea of a toddler just sticking all the, all the rocks in the mud and the bugs in their face and like touching everything. And sometimes, you know, they get hurt and sometimes they get slimy and dirty, but they're, they're checking it out. They're discovering.
0: Everything's like novel for them. And as we get older, the novelty of life, especially day in, day out with stress, it gets lost. Yeah. Right.
1: The opposite of curiosity is assumptions and expectations. And so I think if we take it back to the piece of personal growth, Bring that discovery and that joy to yourself, to your life. That's where we can bring it back to a safe and social place. Discovery and joy. We're human beings and it's messy and it's gross and it's fun and it's spontaneous and it's weird. There's a lot to look for in there. There's a lot to discover, experience.
0: I'm thinking about the stop and smell the roses thing. Yeah. That that old line, like that's really what we're talking about. Is even if you do the same thing day in day out, there is something new along the way. Yeah, and maybe it's the smell of a rose.
1: It's about taking a moment, and it's corny as heck, but it's so lovely to do too. And I don't know if you've ever done it, but I I literally have stopped to smell the roses. I have. And the specific place is I always. It's funny that I always think about it in the same place. My in laws have a path, you know, that leads from the driveway to the front door, and they have roses. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that's that's when I remember to smell the roses, and it's nice to just like, oh, you know, really take in the color of the red rose and 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 the the depth of it, and then smell it, and you know, kind of experience it. It's it really is, for lack of a better phrase, it feels like a breath of fresh air. It feels like a quick moment of rejuvenation in like the routine of the day. I think curiosity really lives in the safe and social place. I think. And I I really, my goal for tomorrow is to really just be curious about stuff. I really feel like if people can embrace curiosity for themselves in a personal way, it'll really change the way people see things. And maybe, this is my hope for myself, maybe just the curiosity in and of itself will help me climb the ladder, will help me move up my ladder. I don't know. I feel really hopeful about it. How about you tell us about evaluation, Justin?
0: I covered evaluation, and I did the same thing that you did, which is looking up on Google first and foremost, and the basic idea here with evaluation is it's a judgment or an assessment of value, and I think that's really significant. This becomes a problem when we evaluate ourselves, and I think that placing judgment or assessment of value on many things is totally appropriate, but when it comes to ourselves as like people and our own inner worth becomes a big issue. Evaluation is placing value onto something compared to or versus waiting for the experience or info to come to you, and I think it's more of a curiosity thing where you're open to new things and new experiences and new whatever it is. But judgment is you're placing something, like you're taking it from yourself and placing it onto the outside world, like you're placing value onto the smell of a rose versus bringing in the smell of a rose, bringing it inward and allowing that to come to you and experiencing it. It's more like, a, it's like, it's measuring how potent is the smell of the rose versus what does it feel like in my body? Like what's the actual experience of smelling it? And I think judgment and assessment of value and evaluating I think is refined for like, measuring an architecture or the effectiveness of a medicine or even outcomes for therapy. These are, but that makes sense. Those are evaluations of like measurement or effectiveness or performance, like progress. So that makes sense. So evaluation of performance, that's okay for meeting a goal, but performance is not a measure of yourself as a person. It's what you can accomplish, but it's not a measure of who you are. And I think that we really misuse our ability to evaluate, to measure, to to assess or place judgment on something because we end up evaluating ourselves. And what that means is that we evaluate our intrinsic worth, like our value as a partner or as an employee or as a friend, or even I think a lot of us evaluate the value of our existence, like just who we are, period. Even before our relationships, it's like who we are, period, right? That's how I understand evaluation basically and, and how it becomes a problem. As far as the polyvagal theory goes, I try to tie it in, and I'm not quite sure if I can, but here's these are my thoughts if you disagree or clarify, I'm I'm, I'm very curious about your ah, thoughts.
1: Okay, I'm open
0: to taking in your thoughts. The polyvagal tie in to me, I see this as a sympathetic state thing, but I also kind of maybe see it as a shutdown thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just a defensive state thing, and out of your safe and social state thing. But I also think that you can measure and assess progress in your safe and social state. I think, like I can, I can measure my data as a therapist in my outcomes in a safe and social state without taking that personally you know it's just how is therapy going what can i do better i think that evaluation can exist there but the kind of evaluation that we're talking about where it's about you as a person that's more to me is more of a sympathetic thing maybe shut down because it feels like there's some energy to it when we're evaluating isn't there like some level of like energy to it
1: there is action in there yeah
0: yeah, that's, that, that's kind of why I went there. So there, I broke it down, so flight-fight, uh, which are both the sympathetic state or different uh, behaviors of the sympathetic state. For flight, you might be evaluating to avoid something, like saying it's not a big deal versus, like that's the, that's the evaluation flight, like it's not a big deal, versus I could have done better, which is I evaluated my performance, but I'm in a safe and social state enough to where I can say I could do better next time. Or this is what I can do better with. So to me, it's not a big deal. It's very dismissive. You're avoiding something. But for the fight, sympathetic arousal, you're evaluating. And I think the point of the the evaluation is to assign fault. Think about like in a relationship, like if you have an argument with your partner, saying things like, well, if you hadn't done X, Y, and Z, like you're, you're evaluating the situation, you're saying it's your fault. That definitely comes from a fight place, I think compare that to being interested and curious about the story that the other person might be sharing or that the st- or being curious about the experience of your partner you know instead of assigning blame you're just taking it in hearing them out taking it seriously and then attempting to you know meet in the middle hopefully but that's more of an aggressive fight evaluation right but both of those have an energy to it like a sympathetic charge yeah, to it yeah
1: i can see that
0: Yeah, but then I thought of, well, shutdown, it kind of does because you're saying I'm worthless. Uh, There's a feeling of emptiness, like I'm measuring inside myself and it's empty. It's more of a description, I guess. Or there's no point in trying. There's no point in doing this or that. So there is an evaluation there, but it's almost like I thought about it a little bit deeper. It's like this is almost like a lack of an evaluation.
1: I disagree with that, though. Okay. Because what I'm noticing is when we're talking about the sympathetic state, there seems to be more evaluation going outward. Yes. Right. So you're evaluating another person or you're evaluating something to avoid your own experience. Whereas maybe in shutdown, the evaluation is turned inward, inward yeah. toward yourself. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So it's still happening. And that's that's where I kind of got tripped up because it's still happening. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe then evaluation is just what we do. When we lose access to our safe and social state, because now we can no longer be curious. So, without curiosity, maybe it becomes instead of being open to new things, to the outside world, and learning and experiencing, now we're just evaluating. Maybe we just lose access to that skill, and we just become evaluative. Yeah. In a non-helpful, goal goal-oriented way, it's more about flight, fight, or evaluating from shutdown. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe it is simply a defensive state thing no matter what defensive state you're in
1: I think I'm I'm thinking back because I I get really fascinated with the words from the place I start is the definitions right Google and the definitions and I get really fascinated with the words and so when I was looking into the curiosity thing and the, op- the opposite being the assumptions and the expectations I feel like what might happen that so coming back to your point I think what might be happening is that we start to buy-in to the assumptions is buy-in a good word but you know like we start to really like embrace the assumptions we embrace the expectations as reality it it no longer reflects reality because the curiosity has been removed now it's just this this cycle of uh, that just perpetuates itself of negativity Totally,
0: yes and i think that's where the
1: shutdown place or or evaluation and shutdown lips I, i think that's what that might be about but let's anything. go back
0: to, to the feeling words. Okay. Like the ones that stuck out to me were interest and wondering. Okay. Those have no place with evaluation. It's not about the, the kind of evalu- evaluation, the self-evaluation or the defensive evaluation. The defensive evaluation has nothing to do with genuine interest or wondering. You're no longer doing those things. Like it's just yeah. not curiosity because the safe and social state is not, it's just not there. It's not strong enough at least.
1: That's See, that's, I love, I love that. I get really nerdy with the words, right? I love that idea that, <laughs> that sounds backwards. I love the idea that when you're in shutdown, you've lost interest. But yeah, it is about losing interest in in learning, and it's lear- losing interest in in being curious. It's losing interest in, in yourself, because now you just assume that you know yourself. You assume that your yeah. experiences are the same and that, you know, it's terrible, et cetera, et cetera. There is no more interest there. There's no more learning.
0: The only thing I would maybe change is what you just said is that you're not losing the interest. You're losing the ability to be interested. Which is the interest. Like it, it's it but it's just like a step down is the ability to be cut to wonder, the ability to wonder while you're in a fight place just is not there. You've lost that ability. Just like you've lost the ability to use eye crinkles and smiles and vocal prosody, like you just that skill is just gone. Like the wondering, the interest, the curiosity is just not there. But in this place now are evaluations. If you're in more of an evaluative place, meaning if you're in more of a defensive place, that being then being still within yourself becomes a lot more difficult. And we know according to the polyvagal theory that we cannot be still without fear unless we have access to our safe and social mm-hmm. state plus our shutdown state when we're in a more of a defensive place without access to safe and social then it becomes a lot more difficult to be still and really like reflect inward within yourself That becomes a lot more difficult if not impossible so when someone tries to be still and look inward like during a meditation i guess might be a good example or during yoga or something that requires stillness but also like a reflection inward they're going to end up asking themselves something like am i doing this right and that if Am I doing it right or wrong? That's an evaluation, that's a judgment or an assessment of value, and that's not a place of curiosity. And a place of curiosity would be more open to what messages or what sensations, or twitches or whatever the heck is going on inside of you, like what it, what your body is saying. How
1: does this feel? Or where?
0: Yes. Where
1: am I feeling sensations? Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: am I doing this right versus how does what's it like to do this? Yeah. Another, So I have a few more examples. Another one is, why did that memory come up? That's an evaluative question. Versus just watching the images and experiencing what comes up, like it's a movie, would Mm -hmm, be like one mm -hmm. sort of metaphor or analogy for it. So why did that memory come up versus just allowing it to come up and watching it happen? Or what's wrong with me, but that's not curious about your state. That's evaluating, well, first off, it's already saying something's wrong with you. Right. You've already assigned, you've already judged, you've already assigned value to it, which is a bad, you know, bad value or whatever. So what's wrong with me versus, that's not curious about your state. And the last example I have is, why won't this feeling get can, better? Can
1: we go back and say what a, a curious alternative would be to what's wrong with me? So for example, what's wrong with me is evaluation versus curiosity could be, I'm feeling X, Y, Z. And maybe,
0: And maybe what's that like?
1: What's that like? Where am I feeling it?
0: What does it feel like what is it what texture does it have what color does it have what images pop in my mind yeah it's a lot different than what's wrong with me yeah yeah and the last example i have is why won't this feeling get better which is not curious about the feeling in and of itself so being curious about the feeling might be again like noticing it watching it happen seeing what comes along with it and and letting your brain kind of create a story about the feeling like it feels like needles or it feels like a certain texture like a rough or has a gravelly sound to it or it's this big or this small which actually is kind of evaluative but it's not but this like it, assigning a value yeah
1: it, it it's exploring
0: it's being open it's exploring to exploring
1: the experience of it
0: we've got curiosity we've got evaluation let's bring this back to the political theory we've kind of already laid it out that Being in a safe and social place unlocks the ability to be curious. Being down the ladder brings you to like you kind of lose access to that curiosity, which brings you back to uh, which brings you to a more evaluative place where you're more judgment, judgmental and assigning a value or assessing value. But that here's the kind of conundrum that popped in my mind as I was little as as I was saying that is. If you're more down the ladder, it it is extremely hard to be curious. Like we just said that you kind of have to be in your safe and social place, but you have to at least have a toe, I think, in your safe and social place. Like you have to be in there enough to have at least a tiny bit of curiosity. And maybe it's curiosity about, not about your inner state, maybe you're not ready for that quite yet, but it might be curiosity about a certain yoga pose and being willing to try that out and see what it's like or about a certain type of music or about walking around the block today versus not like just being curious about what that might be like. So I think you have to have just a little bit just to start. And I think, I think curiosity can grow as the access to the safe and social state grows.
1: I think so. But I think like so many other things that we talk about, it, it definitely just takes practice and, and sometimes I'm a big believer in fake it till you make it stuff. So there are times that, uh, like I said, while I was doing my piece, I I feel really hopeful about the curiosity thing. And so I'm just, I'm going to practice it. I'm going to try it out tomorrow, see how it goes. And I think, you know, it's one of those things that maybe I think I've said on the, on the pod, I was going to say on the show, I think I said on the podcast that I tend to live more in my shutdown place. And so I wonder if I can practice being curious when I feel more safe and social, if it will, If just kind of the habit or the practice of it will feel more accessible when I am in my shutdown place. So, kind of practicing it. Yeah. And then again, faking it till you make it. That, again, that's my own personal experience. That's what I kind of anticipate for myself.
0: I I believe in fake it till you make it too. But I I like the idea of usually people are not all the way in a defensive state all the time. Like, I mean, I'm sure that exists, but there's got to be a little bit. If you're listening to this podcast, like that tells me you're already a little bit into your curious place. You're already open to new information, so you're already kind of there, so you can't tell me or not. you just can't
1: Could we say that maybe people at at right now, as they're listening to the podcast, maybe right in this moment be curious about what ties you to your safe and social place because what I'm thinking as you were talking, Definitely. Justin, is it, you know, what would I do if I was in my shutdown place? Because I know that I typically, I, I was about to say always, I typically have access to my to my safe and social place, even when I am in kind of a yucky other place, shut down or otherwise. And one of the things, for example, that brings me in touch, at least with my safe and social place is thinking of my children. And so maybe one of the first things we can ask people to do is to be curious about what what ties them back to their safe and social place. I'm not saying that, that it'll, it'll like bring you up to the top of the ladder but when right, I'm in a no. shutdown state and I think of my kids I, I'm i imagining like a string like I have a string tied to my safe and social state and I'm holding on to that string.
0: Announcements First of all this is kind of fun I submitted our show to the podcast yes. rodeo show yes. and the host is Dave Jackson. He's a Hall of Fame podcaster he's been around darn near since the beginning of podcasting but I, I submitted our show and he gave us a, a pretty darn fair review I really appreciated it and um, so people just for fun they, they can listen to that I'll put a link down below on how they can uh, check out more about Dave Jackson and hear the little episodes like 10 minutes I think 12 minutes
1: yeah it wasn't long at all
0: no nah, he reviews the first few minutes what was really cool was usually he's he's hard to please He's he's pretty brutal in these things which I think is, I appreciate that about him. But he didn't say a whole lot during ours because he was actually listening and taking it in. So I'm like, oh, that's a good sign. So it, it was it was fun to listen to.
1: Well, and I didn't know that because you texted me that day. You texted me that I morning. I didn't tell you. Yeah, you didn't tell me. and And so I listened to it before you told me that he's actually difficult to please. And so when you said that, I was really pleased. I was like, oh, that's pretty good then because he wasn't, you know emotionally effusive. Like he wasn't like, oh my gosh, these people are great. But he, he made a couple of positive points and there was some... It passed the test. It passed the test. There was some constructive criticism, but it was very specific. It was very correctable. And I, I was really excited when you told me that he's hard to please. And I felt, I felt really proud of us for that. So.
0: The other announcement here is uh, we have just kind of what's coming up next here for the podcast. We have more of the versus series. I like this a lot. i it, it. it. gives us a chance to talk about these really, I think these things that apply to everybody, like curiosity evaluation, those apply to everybody. We talk about them a lot and we're now we're really drilling down deeper. And then it's like, can we apply these to the polyvagal theory is the challenge for us. And I think it's a lot of fun and we have more of these planned. The next one, actually let's just read off the next ones.
1: So the next ones we did jealousy and insecurity And then the next one's after today, is empathy versus compassion. This is something we've talked a lot about, but again, like you said, like really, really kind of digging into it a little bit. That one, we have safety versus protection. And the last one we have is gratitude versus praise, which I'm really excited about. We kind of brought that one up once and I'm excited to get back to it.
0: That has been kind of a big topic recently, yeah.
1: Your homework assignment is to be curious. Find something new along your path. Notice, observe, Don't judge.
0: Like actually along your path, like don't just walk to work, notice something new, be curious about what is on your way to work. On the way out of this episode, we have a message from one of your fellow superfans. It goes like this. Hey, Justin, I wanted to send a huge thank you to yourself and Mercedes. I've been going through the process of therapy for about a year and a half with an incredible therapist. She's actually the one who put me on to you which meant I could do my own learning as well and then talk about the concepts with her in session. Pause on this, Mercedes. I, I love how many messages I'm getting from people who listen to our podcasts and then talk about it with their therapist. I love that. This is not the only part. It, it's so cool. And that therapists share it with their clients and vice versa. I know. It's just, it is the best thing it's ever. It's
1: a little learning community, which I love.
0: All right, unpause the note here. I can't tell you how useful this has been to me. I am a psychology graduate who is going to be starting an art therapy program in Ontario, Canada. I have experienced trauma in my past and experienced a serious motor vehicle accident, which re-traumatized me and left me with a lot of healing to do physically, cognitively, and emotionally. My therapist has been such a help to me throughout this process because she has created that safe space for me. She is so receptive to my state and will even encourage me to move when I need to and will sometimes do the movement with me. She gives me so many safe and social cues like the eye crinkles, the head tilts, and the soft eye contact from time to time. I have listened to most of your podcasts and I agree the bad therapy stories make me so frustrated. I wanted you to know that there are good therapists and those who are applying and teaching the polyvagal theory. It's beautiful. I have used this in my other relationships at work and for myself and I'm spreading the message to so many people who needed to hear about this. You're amazing and I am so grateful to you for all the work you have done and continue to do in bringing this information to the world and to me. You are helping me grow and heal. One of your super fans slash trauma nerds, Avery.
1: Avery, oh, that's amazing.
0: Thank you, Avery.
1: And a big shout out to your therapist. Good, yes. good job, well done.
0: We we need those stories of good therapists, Love especially it. polyvagal informed, especially if they listen to the podcast. Way to go, therapist.
1: Yay, Avery's therapist. (laughs) I wish we had a name.
0: (laughs) Good job, Avery's therapist. (laughs) All right, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. We hope you've learned some new ways to connect with others or even with yourself. Bye.
1: Bye, everyone.
0: That was good. (laughs) Good job, Mercedes. Yay! Level up.
1: We need a little level up sound.